What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your boy. We're back. We're back. Everybody calm down. It's your boy, JJ. You guys can find me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me today, I have Ryan. What's good, y'all? Uh, how you guys doing? <laughs> good, good, good. I'm doing good. You guys can find Ryan at Rocco Daydreamer. That's R-O-K-K-O Daydreamer. Also with me today, Keone. What's up? You guys can find him at Daydreamer Keone on Twitter. And you guys know what it is. This is the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Producer Ian with the heat. Super hot, boy. You guys can find him. If you guys want to follow him, I mean, we don't show him a lot of love, but you guys can at Daydreaming Ian. Follow the show at FF Daydreamers. Head over to our website, daydreamermedia.com. We got all our info there. All right, let's get into the show. Finally got the plugs through. Today, we're going to be talking about players we're willing to die with this season. And then as a group, we did a first round rookie only dynasty mock draft. We'll talk about each selection we made and why. But first, we got some news for you guys. Ravens traded offensive tackle Orlando Brown, their 2021 second round pick, number 58 overall, and a 2022 sixth round pick to the Kansas City Chiefs. For their 2021 first-round pick, the 31st pick on Thursday night, the third, their third-round pick, their fourth-round pick, and a 2022 fifth-round pick. Great, great move for both sides. Ravens get first, two first-round picks now, and then the Chiefs have now added Kyle Long, uh, Joe Tooney, and Orlando Brown Jr. Rebuilding yeah, the line. They'll get uh, Tardif back, too. He opted out because of... COVID in 2020, so he'll be back this season as well. Isn't that the nurse? Yeah, he's a doctor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. James Conner signed to the Cardinals on a one-year, $1.25 million deal. He'll be seeing that backfield with Chase Edmonds. They'll be splitting it unless they draft someone. I don't know. I don't know if they're done, but they could be. It could be James Conner and Chase Edmonds in the 2021 season. Tough break for Ryan and Chase Edmonds there. Yeah, JJ jinxed me. Yeah. Right, I saw it coming. You know, me and James Conner, I got the hookup. You know, yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Cordell Patterson, he signed to the Falcons on a one-year deal, and the Falcons release Ito Smith. So right now, that backfield is Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson. I guess he's kind of like a flex play, but he could definitely back up Mike Davis. Alex Smith retired from the NFL after playing 14 seasons. Long run. Amazing to watch. I mean, I I grew up in San Diego watching him play at Helix High School. So it's crazy to see what he accomplished in the NFL. Game manager. Uh, just the most the, if there's an award for the all-time game managery quarterback, it, it should go to Alex Smith. So yeah. Retiring on a high note, comeback player of the year in the NFL. The 49ers signed Wayne Gallman to a one-year contract. They lost Tevin Coleman free agency. Looks like Wayne Gallman will be his replacement. Good. Kenny, uh, you like I'm, this? Yes. We know you're the um, Wayne Gallman truther on this show. So I am. I have I have my uh my group of guys that I am very loyal to, and Wayne Gallman <laughs> is one of them. Give him the ball, man. Uh and he probably will. He has a better chance in uh San there Francisco than he does then. than uh, New York. So good for him. Yeah, yeah, agreed. He does have a better chance there than coming back behind Saquon Barkley. The NFL also changed its number rules, but unless a player wants to buy out all existing inventory of jersey distributors, they'll have to put in a notice to change their number in the 2022 season. Patrick Peterson could change his number though. Because if you trade teams, it changed. If you change teams, you could always change your number. But now let's go over what the different numbers are. Quarterbacks, punters, and kickers can be anything one through 19. Defensive backs can now be anything one through 49. Running backs, fullbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends can be one through 49. 
or 80 through 89. Offensive line can be 50 through 79. Defensive line, 50 through 79 or 90 through 99. Linebackers can be 1 through 59 or 90 through 99. You, you know there's going to be so many offensive linemen trying to go for the number 69. <laughs> Couldn't they, can they already be? Yeah, they can do that 69? now. <laughs> well, now there's just more reason to be, you know. Yeah. Hey, what, what number are you guys picking? 13. That's my favorite number. Not true. Keone? Steve Nash. Uh, um, probably a number of either 60 or 71. All right. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I'd probably go eight. I think eight looks good on NFL jerseys. Just interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of change. Tom Brady did not seem happy about it. But <laughs> that was so funny. Like, Tom, relax. Only the rookies will be able to have those low-digit numbers as running backs or linebackers or whatever this season. So um, we won't really see a change until 2022, and that's whoever wants to change. Was, was like Tom Brady, like the old man yelling at the clouds? Yes, like, these he was. damn kids and they're changing their numbers. You didn't, <laughs> see, you didn't see all his posts? Oh my God. I don't care about Tom Brady's Twitter <laughs> profile or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, he was mad. Who, how are you going to know who to block? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll send them to you later. You guys can see. Okay. Them. Okay. All right. All right, last little, little bit of news the NFL draft is Thursday. That's this week. So hopefully, you guys are listening to this Tuesday or Wednesday. But if not, stick around with us. We've got a lot to cover. It's all good information that'll help you win your dynasty leagues. It'll help you win your dynasty rookie drafts, which is where it starts. And it'll help you into the 2021 redraft season. Gentlemen. We have one chance to come back here and tell our enemies. You may take our lives, but you'll never take our freedom. Yeah! <laughs> All right, a hill to die on. Who is a player you're already willing to die with in the 2021 redraft season? Someone you're confident will return re- uh, draft value where you get them in redraft leagues. I guess I'll start us off. I have Robert Woods, wide receiver from the Los Angeles Rams. He's played in 15 or more games in the last three years, 16, 15, and then 16 again. He played 89% or more of the offensive snaps in that same span. He is a very, very reliable. He's always on the field, which is good. Excuse me. He's also has had four games with less than five targets in that same three years. So 43 of his 47 games, he's getting five or more targets. He's got 129 or more targets, 86 to 90 receptions, and those are top 15 numbers in the NFL. This man is a PPR machine. He finished wide receiver 13 and half point uh, per reception leagues last season, wide receiver 17 the year before, wide receiver 10 the year before that. And I know finishes are great, but consistency is the ruler. Robert Woods has been a wide receiver two or better in about half of his games the last three years. He finished as a wide receiver two or better in seven games last season, seven games the season before that, and 10 games in 2018. He was also a wide receiver three or better in 10 or more games each of those years. So in 10 of 16 games, you're getting at least a flex play. 62% of the time, at least you're getting a flex play. Yeah, it, he, you need him on your team. He's going to be drafted in the third round, fourth round, maybe even the fifth round, but you're going to want him on your team. And remember, all of these numbers were with Jared Goff. He's got Matthew Stafford now, and I think that helps the whole team, the whole passing offense, everything. The one thing about Robert Woods that's a little extra, too, is that he's always had over uh, a hundred yards rushing and scored a touchdown last three seasons. So that's a little cool rushing bonus. It's not a ton, but it's nice to get him. Yeah. The, the introduction of Matt Stafford to that uh, roster can only help him, I think. So yes, it's, it's a solid, he's a solid wide receiver. All right. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. Uh, for me, uh, a player that I am confident that will return value. Actually, I'm confident he will be the number one quarterback next year when it's all done number one overall Herbert super hot fire for me right he 
was sacked 32 times last year. What they improve on the offensive line, getting an all pro center and a good guard, probably going to draft a left tackle in the draft. He gets a new head coach defensive mind, but the offensive coordinator was the guy with the saints, Joe Lombardi for six seasons, working with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Also, he just gets away from Anthony Lynn in general. All right, he did lose Hunter Henry, but they signed Jared Cook, and Jared Cook had more touchdowns than Hunter Henry. And realistically, you have Keenan Allen, you have Mike Williams, you have a lot of other options, and Austin Eckler will be back because he missed six games with Herbert. Um, or he played 10 games with Herbert. You'll have him for a full season. This offense could look amazing. Also, another fact, the last three years, the, top, the quarterback won 23 years old. Patty, Lamar, Josh Allen. What's Justin Herbert? 23 years old. The fact is, Justin Herbert will take the leap and become the quarterback one. I love this offense. I They're building around him. Joe Lombardi, all he says is good quotes about him, which you're supposed to do because, I mean, you're offensive coordinator. But even the guy who's now the Eagles office coordinator, Stefan thing, or Stefan someone, I don't know what his name is. Uh, <laughs> he has great quotes about Justin Herbert. Anthony Lynn has said great things about uh, Justin Herbert. This is the guy that's going to take the leap. You're saying it's destined to be. Wow. Oh, yeah. Facts. Um, I I would love for that to be the case. Uh, and last year in uh, our Dynasty League, uh, his he definitely helped propel me to a win. But <laughs> a win or, you know. A really important win for a belt and a ring. So, you know, the win. that's cool. The win. The win against an undefeated opponent that season. That's on this podcast. <laughs> we won't talk about it. Um, that I also got him as a result of drafting for Josh Allen from Aaron. So, good job for Aaron. Uh, anyways, Producers. clearly, you, I mean, clearly you're like... Eagles fanness hasn't allowed you to uh, see too many Chargers games because otherwise you'd be very familiar with the luck of the Chargers and how the Spanos family cannot let the Chargers have any good things. So as much as I would love Justin Herbert to be number one, I don't see that happening due to outside forces. So that's me as a Chargers fan for many, many years. So you're a glass half empty type of guy huh when it comes to the chargers and their luck as a football team okay okay mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so justin herbert broke the broke the record for most passing touchdowns and most completions by a rookie yeah he does have that new coach new offensive coordinator but are you not scared of that second year just natural regression no i'm not scared at all <laughs> not even <laughs> Okay, Austin Eckler coming back. Austin Eckler was out for a big portion of the season. That's easy completions, easy yards, easy dump offs. You don't makes, think they hand I, off hand the ball off more if they have a better running back? Um, I mean, Austin Eckler has never been a major carry type of guy. He gets he gets receptions and he gets carry. I mean, he will get carries. I, the only thing that I am scared of is his touchdowns coming down from thirty one to maybe in the twenty eight range. But I also think his interceptions would go down. And Justin Herbert rushed for five touchdowns last year. He Will it happen again? Now maybe he rushes for three touchdowns. But he has the possibility of rushing for more than five touchdowns as well, which is, a val- is just a, a great value. Yeah. He's a quarterback that can move but is not a running quarterback. He's mobile, but... I, just, I really think this offensive line... I mean, getting sacked 32 times, it was in the top 10. If he doesn't have to worry about pressure and all the other times where he escaped pressure and he should have been sacked, I mean, that number could have easily been in the 40s. I mean, not anywhere near Coster once is 50, you know, but hey, <laughs> we'll let that go. Um, um, I, I, I want it to happen, but I'm, I don't think it will, but I, I hope, really hope it does. Okay. Is, is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. Keone, you're up. Okay. Fantastic. So um, I have. David Montgomery, the running back for the Chicago Bears. And um, I don't know what that accent was, but I apologize. (laughs) Um, 
he didn't have the best overall season last year because he kind of started off a little shaky, but he did end up running back four by the end of the season. And all of these statistics pretty much come after the bye on those six games where he just went off on everybody. So in those six games, he had over he had three games over 100 rushing yards and in those six games averaged 137 total yards per game he had eight touchdowns total in those six games with at least one touchdown in each of those games either receiving or rushing and he had he averaged four catches a game in that span which is an 89% catch rate which is really really good for a running back and he uh helped propel people at the end of that season into playoffs and potentially championships. So consistency, like you said, JJ is really, really important, but I like the, that's kind of the sneaky ability he had to kind of choose his moments. If you will, I'm euphemizing his season. So he picked his moment and struck after the buy and just went off. And that is really helpful in any type of league where you can like you kind of need that help and it helps get you into playoffs and in anything in playoffs anything can happen um i don't know if he'll do that for the entirety of the season because that's a really hard thing to do especially with another game added onto the already long season but he's a really young guy 23 um and so he has the potential to do it and I don't think the quarterback play will, even though they get the the red rocket, Andy Dalton, I think he's kind of on, like I've said before, I think he's kind of on par to a Mitchell Trubisky. So he can do well with the quarterback who's kind of like, eh, it doesn't really, I don't think really matters who his quarterback is. So mediocre. mediocre. I'm sorry, mediocre. Mediocre. Yeah. Um, he, yes. Very mediocre quarterbacks. Um, the Bears have not had the best of luck in that regard, but I think last season David Montgomery and Allen Robinson showed that they can kind of persevere without that, so or in, in spite of that. And so I think I am taking a risk, but I am willing to die on this hill with David Montgomery. So I believe in him. The only thing for me is, is again, the passing work you got before with Cohen and Damon Williams coming back. That's, what, that's the only major thing that could really vault him out of the RB1 area. I'm just a little worried about, like, in the last in his last five games, they played some of the worst rush defenses, and he scored seven of his eight rushing touchdowns in those five games. So was it the competition? Was it Montgomery just going off at the end of the season, like you said? I just don't think he'll be able to keep up that five- six game pace as you said and end up as a top 12 running back i think he's going to be a solid running back too though but good running backs perform against bad teams yeah yeah. to do so i mean i can't i understand what you're saying but you can't hold them against them that he went off against bad teams no no, no, you're right he did exactly what he's supposed to do and he is a good running back but he i don't think he's a great running back i agree and without the pass work it will be hard for him to return the return that early value but who knows maybe he did take the leap that's why i'm ready maybe. to die on that hill yeah you guys yeah. are so that's fine <laughs> yeah yeah that's i mean that's what we're here for is to discuss all right those were the players that we are willing to die with ryan went with justin herbert keone you just heard went with david montgomery and i went with robert woods let's move on to our pre-draft rookie draft <laughs> All right. I, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I am so no. excited. Like these, these, this rookie class, like I, it's, it's something pretty special. You know, you, you got the, you got the guy, the one guy with the, uh, the four arms so he can throw like to two wide receivers at once. Crazy. You got the other guy who can shoot lasers, you know? And I mean, like talk about keeping an eye on the quarterback. Am I right? You got another guy who's got metal arms. You know, I've heard of stone hands, but like steel hands, what? And then, 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 then there's just this one guy, he can 
he can freeze things, you know? So how are you, how are you going to be able to tackle that guy who can just freeze? I, I mean, wild, wild stuff. And this podcast has been brought to you by Mortal Kombat. Play the game oh. coming out live next. I think, well, I yeah, I, 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 I may have I may have just recently watched Mortal Kombat, so that might be <laughs> on, on my brain. So uh, kind of kind of squished some stuff in there. Yeah. So uh, are we going to give a quick review of Mortal Kombat? Go um, go watch it. Stay away. It, thumbs up. It, thumbs down. It's a I, movie. I say go watch it. I haven't seen it yet, so. It's it's um it's a gory movie for sure, okay. and it has the characters from the games. <laughs> okay, so yeah. All right, all right, all right. Thank <laughs> let's you for get on. <laughs> of course, let's get on to this uh, rookie draft. As I said earlier, we did a first round only rookie dynasty mock draft. Twelve team, one quarterback, half PPR, no premiums. We did it as a group, so these will be our consensus picks between the three of us. We're just going to talk about each selection, why we made it, what we did, who we picked, our likes and dislikes on each player, and just talk about them. So let's start off with Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. He is our number one. He opted out of the 2020 season. In 2019, he broke the receiving yards and touchdown record in the SEC with Justin Jefferson on his team. How do you guys feel about Jamar Chase? Obviously, we all like him. He's our consensus number one. I think for him, he has a clear ceiling to be great next year. I mean, with he might get drafted by the Bengals, might get drafted by the Dolphins. But he has this like clear number one type of body type of DNA where he just goes and gets balls. And if he gets drafted by the Bengals, he gets to play with Joe Burrow. It is going to be a great season for him. Yeah, he's really, really physical. That's that's what the biggest takeaway I had is this man is physical. You say he might go to the Bengals. Does that scare you if he goes to play with Tyler Boyd and T Higgins? Does it scare you off? Does it drop all of them down? Does it what does it do? No, I, I, I mean, they passed so much when Joe Burrow was on the yeah. field that they all got, I mean, if AJ Green's getting 11 targets and if you give eight targets to a, a guy who's not washed in uh, Jamar yeah. Chase, he's going to produce points. I mean, and one thing that's great about Jamar Chase is that he's a jump ball, go get it type of receiver too. So in that red zone area, he'll be looked at with T Higgins and T Higgins is really good too. I think the person I'm most scared for is probably Tyler Boyd. But mm-hmm. the other two, I think, will be able to get mad touchdowns. Yeah, the the whole like passing thing is a is a good point because I think it was like before he got injured, Joe Burrow was like one of the top two quarterbacks in terms of pass attempts. Like he was like averaging fifty pass attempts a game. So I think it would be interesting to go to the Bengals, even though I think they probably might need uh, linemen. But it would they're both there or all three of them are would be really young wide receivers with the oldest being twenty six. So it's. It's I, I I he's a great wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. I mean, exactly what Ryan said. He's physical. He goes. He can turn around, go up, and get the ball. He keeps defenders away from him with his hands. And yeah, he's he's really good. Let's move on to our number two on our list. Najee Harris, running back out of Alabama, scored thirty total touchdowns, led the nation with twenty six rushing touchdowns. And everybody saw him leap over that dude at Notre Dame in the Notre Dame game. Just big and agile. I mean, I personally think he's the best back in this class and in a tier all by himself. He has really good visions to see the holes while he's running. He has good bursts whenever he's getting through those holes and can get skinny to avoid defenders if needed. He doesn't have blazing speed. He's not going to beat anyone to the end zone. He ran a 4-4-5 40-yard dash time at his pro day. So not super fast, but he has speed. He's decent in the uh, passing game, which is good. I think he'll be able to work in there. Um, He can run routes, which is really good. He's not just like, oh, go dump it into the flats and or you're a check down guy. So overall... I think he finds the end zone a lot, which is really good for fantasy. And he's one of few backs in this class that can go into the NFL and start. 
day one or soon. He's a three down back. Um, I mean, obviously, if he gets drafted in a spot like Pittsburgh, I mean, you can watch Le'Veon Bell all over again. Realistically, he can do all those type of things. Uh, and I think he'll dominate at the next level. Yeah, I, I think I was the only one out of us to have him at number one. Well, yeah. you guys had him at two. So I had him uh, where you guys had Jamar Chase. And it's just because I the, the value of a pass catching running back cannot be understated. And I think he's the biggest of the running backs in this league at like 6'2", 230. And that's just like all power. So he, he uh, like, I think he got 43 passes this past season, which is just behind Etienne. But that's that that gives you options. And options are good as a running back. So, And the one thing I like is he got better every year. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our number three. Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. He averaged 96 receiving yards a game last season. And this man's wingspan is wild. 83 and 3 eighths inches. It's the longest of any wide receiver or tight end in the uh, in the entering the draft in the last 20 years. Keone, how do you feel about Kyle Pitts? Talk so a little bit about him. Florida may be the pits, but he definitely not is not, even though his name says otherwise. Uh, he pretty much acts is going in, and even though he has the tight end uh, position like attached to him, he's kind of acts like a wide receiver. So he kind of breaks those barriers, and especially like if you're drafting him in a in a rookie league, he's a guy to look to early because tight end can be a position that can really, really help you if you secure that early. And if he acts like a wide receiver, then there you go. You got a solid, solid tight end for you pretty early. So don't let him slip at all. Uh, for me, I mean, the, the thing is, he's going to be drafted so high that he's going to have the value where they're going to force targets to him. Uh, they're going to force him in the red zone. I mean, he's six six. He's just a monster. Uh, this is a great value. I think Pitts, Harris, and Chase are guys that are like, they're going to be starters for you for the next 10 years. Don't worry about drafting or don't worry about drafting their replacements. I mean, for wide receiver running back, yeah, draft them more. But Pitts is like a guy that you do not have to worry about any for tight end at all. Yeah. I mean, he's really the best tight end prospect we've seen in a, in a while. Fast, he has that huge catch radius. He is kind of on the smaller side for a tight end. You know, he's like Keone said, he's more of like a big wide receiver and a small tight end, but it doesn't seem to matter whenever he's on the field unless he's in line blocking against one of those big D linemen or bigger linebackers. He can kind of struggle a little bit there, but if he gets out outside, he can definitely block people that are smaller than him. And yeah. I mean, he can go up through contact, double teams, triple teams. It doesn't matter. He, that man is coming down with the ball. He could he could easily be the best fantasy player in this draft. All right, number four on our list, Devonta Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama, Heisman Trophy winner this past season, broke uh, Chase's record for the most receiving yards and touchdowns in the SEC that he just set in 2019. Broke him this year. And, I mean, this man also broke the career receiving yards and touchdowns record in the SEC over his four-year career. And this man can run some routes. Clean, crisp, smooth. Best in the class. His routes are nice. I mean, he can change direction without losing any speed. He has great footwork, and he knows how to create space between him and defenders, even though he's not the biggest. I mean, 6'1", 160-something pounds when he's 66. wet. 66 pounds. And he, yeah, he, was, he just got out of the pool whenever they weighed him. So <laughs> he's small, but he can create space on the field. He doesn't he need big. to. Yeah, and he, he can play big go up and get the ball but he doesn't need to a lot of the times because he has that space just picture this detroit drafting him he <sighs> kind of could fill this key and allen role in the anthony lynn offense they have the two guys who could go deep on the outside but you put him in the slot i i have a very keen allen ish type of feel to him i i understand what you're saying 
but I you're not saying he is Keenan Allen. He could no, just no, no. play that role. Yeah, I don't yeah. want the, in, I don't, in the I, offense. Yeah, yeah. I, the I, I get guy. what you're saying. I just don't want the, the listener to get confused. He's oh. not Keenan Allen. No, no, no. But I would say he could be the guy who gets the most targets. Jared Goss blanket. Uh, very, like, the guy who gets every third down reception. I believe that, like, if he goes to Detroit, he will, he will put up some stats for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is the, uh, the, the slim reaper. Yes. I think some people have said so. Don't you ever he disrespect just, Kevin Durant like that ever again? <laughs> he can easily pack on more pounds or muscle or whatever, but it, and maintain yeah. his skills and just be even better. Yeah, he definitely, I mean, he's going to go to the NFL and he's going to be able to put on some weight. So I wouldn't worry about that. He runs, he can run across the middle. He can run pretty much every route. So he's gonna, I think he's going to be pretty good in the NFL. Number five on our list, Travis Etienne. Running back out of Clemson, and other than fast, man, this man is fast. Get him in the open field, and he is gone. Just, I mean, speed. Yeah, I don't know what his official forty time was, but I bet he runs faster on the field than his forty time was. The clock didn't even catch it. (laughs) He scored a lot. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. I think I'm the lowest on him out of us. So go ahead, Ryan, and I'll I'll talk. No, I like Etienne. I just think that he. The thing is, in <laughs> two two of the biggest games I watched him, they lost when they lost. He did not perform well in that mm-hmm. Notre game and in the Ohio State game. So I'm not sure if that's a reflection on like him playing against NFL defenses and not doing anything. But then the other two years, he really dominated. So I don't know. But he is really fast. If he goes into the right offense, kind of like more like one cut offense where he can doesn't have to like hold the ball, he can just go. Um, he can just go. I think he can really dominate, like in that New York Jets type of offense that they have. Uh, I, I I really like him because, like I said before, I really like a pass catching running back, and he is a pass catching running back. I think he had the most catches out of the running backs this past season. I think he had like forty eight, or at least in this draft class. Um, and that's, that's a big skill to have because he can come in like a proper offense or an offense that suits his abilities. And if they get him, if they give him the hole, he's, he can break through and he's, he's gone. So you're not going to catch him from behind, um, like both him and Harris. So as long as he gets in open field, there's, he's good. There's touchdowns. So goddamn right. That's, (laughs) that's true. If you get him in an open field, he's gone. He scored 46. Um, he scored in 46 of his 55 career games in college. If you get him in the open field, he's getting in that into that end zone. There's no way around that. But he had huge holes to run through at Clemson. He showed decent vision, but sometimes he just wasn't patient. He was impatient, waiting for holes to develop. And I... I didn't really like that out of him. Um, you're right. He's a great receiving back, and that's going to help him in uh, PPR leagues, half PPR leagues, and everything like that. He can extend his hands. He runs multiple routes. He just to the ball well in the air, but he's not great at pass protection. So if the defense knows, oh, this guy is going to either run a route or – we're going to be able to blow by him. It's an easy way to stay sidelined in the NFL if you cannot pass protect. So he just scares me. He is my RB2 in this class. So, I mean, I do like him a lot. I'm just not as high as, or he's my RB3, sorry, in this class. Um, I'm just not as high as you guys. But yeah, if you get him in open field, he's gone. He's going to be able to score some touchdowns. Number six on our list Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. He broke his ankle in the fifth game of the 2020 season, but his first four games, he had four catches of 40 or more yards and four touchdowns, outpacing his teammate and number four on our list, Devontae Smith. He's fast. No, go for, go for yeah, it. Yeah, he like looking at his uh tape, because yeah, he did come back in the uh the championship game yes, and made a did. few plays. And they were but, scared of his speed off of the broken ankle too. That's how fast he is. He was, he yeah. was scared of his speed with a with coming off a broken yeah, ankle. Yeah, like he he 
is he I he makes people people's ankles break. Like see his moves in the open field are just dirty and crisp and he doesn't have like the same explosive numbers probably because he was playing behind Smith in or alongside Smith um in Alabama and but he I think had on his touchdown catches I think averaged 14 and a half yards per catch for touchdown so that's pretty uh impressive like just the his ability to make plays happen and just get the ball on plays like make just make plays happen yeah and in those first four games he was averaging like 21 over 21 yards of reception so that's yeah, just crazy Quick question for you guys yeah Would you guys rather have rugs or water like coming out rugs or waddle well I knowing waddle. what i know now waddle yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Ruggs was taken so high just because of who was taking him. So in the last draft. So waddle, waddle, yeah. waddle, 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 waddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like him. He runs, I mean, he runs really good routes. His press release isn't great. That's something he's gonna need to work on to succeed in the next level. Um, like you said, he already came back and played, so his broken ankle. While it might slow him down a little bit still on the recovery, getting him fully, fully back to strength there, um, it, it's not impossible. He's going to come back. He already came back and played in, uh, in the game, in a game, so you're good. Number seven on our list, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. I just want to know, can we use the sheriff nickname? Has Peyton Manning been retired long enough? T-Law, Trevor Lawrence, the sheriff? No? Okay, we hate it. <laughs> what? No, 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 hold on. Player. It kind of works out. T-Law, the sheriff. Player. Coming this fall to CBS. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he brings an, an air of sunshine to this dirty, dark town. Can we call him T-Law? Deputy? deputy? Or is sheriff less than a deputy? <laughs> Where are the rules no, are on? Where are they called? No, deputies below sheriff. Okay, well, we'll yeah, call the deputy. Yeah. yeah. I shot the deputy, but I, or I shot the sheriff, but not the deputy. So yeah. just be aware of that. All right, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence, actually. So we all know this guy has an arm. I mean, number one prospect. He can throw a deep ball. He has strength to fit the ball into openings, or he has the touch to float the ball over the top of defenses. He has mobility, but he's not... It's not his go-to. He can get outside and throw on the run. He has great pocket presence. I mean, this guy is one of the best prospects we've seen in a while. What's his ceiling? What do you think? What do you think he land or finish in the um, in the rankings next year? Like, just what's his fantasy finish in at the end of the season? Yeah, best to ever play. Oh yeah, he can finish top six. Oh, I have a little thing about that. So just just to know, since 2010, 33 quarterbacks have been taken in the first round and only uh, 12 or five have finished in the top 12 of that season. So just be wary of that. You said five? Five have finished in the top 12 since 2010. Not a lot. Not a lot. Cam Newton? Probably. Andrew Luck? (laughs) No, okay, okay. We don't have time to find all five of these. We're already Bill, running late. Let's go. Bill Bilson. Trevor Lawrence, anything you guys have anything? I, I just nah, like you, his accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's really calm in the pocket. I mean, he, he just looks run. calm at all times. That's that's a big thing that I took away. Let's move on to our number eight, Javante Williams, running back out of UNC. He split time with Michael Carter through his college career, which gives him less wear and tear on his body. He's exiting college with over 300 touches while running backs in front of him on our list, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, both had over 600. He has a really low center of gravity. He's really sturdy. He can break tackles. He can just stay upright. I mean, he just keeps his legs moving. And uh, yeah, he has pretty good vision. He's really a one cut player he can't make multiple cuts he's not super fast but he's he's a good running back 
Uh, he's a former linebacker too, and he plays like he plays really physical. He likes the contact, like you said, he has great balance. Um, I think that he can be a guy who could excel in the next level, being a guy that's the number one in the committee. I'm not sure if he you can make him a three down back, just because if you've never done it before, it's hard to do it. But I think he can be a one A. Yeah, he's kind of like he's not Nick Chubb, but he's kind of like Nick Chubb, where he can run the ball well. He's sturdy, runs into contact, but he doesn't he doesn't run uh, a lot of passing routes. So just a little knock on him. Yeah, I like his height, like 5'10", I think is a is a pretty good height for a running back because you can kind of, it's not too tall, not too short, you know, mm-hmm. so he can kind of have that, have be able to have that power, but also be able to kind of sneak through the linemen and just end up on the second level and be like, whoa, where did he go? So I think that's a really nice feature that he has compared to um, the other running backs or players in this draft. All right. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. He opted out of the 2020 season. His body control might be the best in the class. He knows where the sideline is. He can get his toes down. Um, He cuts, his cuts on breaks are sometimes good. Sometimes they're look a little, not rounded off because he gets down that line, but he just doesn't look like he's putting his all into it at all times. He has a really good deep ball. Well, catching a deep ball, he's really good at that. That's kind of his bread and butter. He has a slot off the line, so press coverage in the NFL might be something that slows him down. But hopefully he can improve that. Uh, yeah, like he's, he's very well-rounded and has pretty, pretty good hands. Uh, he might struggle against some of the better defenders in the league because he did in in college so that's something he just kind of has to work on but he does have a good amount of moves to kind of get off that line and get him open so that's a good feature to bring into the nfl you know what's really funny is that he, like his like thing was like six two two ten or whatever it was and he's only like six foot like 190 yeah <laughs> which is like what pretty wild um, i think at first yeah he was six two two oh nine man that's fudging the numbers bro <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean i'm a whole he different wrote, receiver he wrote him in himself i like bateman he's a good receiver uh for before he opted out he did have some good games because he did play uh six of the games last year and yeah when the team was actually good, he did uh, versus like Michigan, he did have nine receptions for 101 yards. And then, you know, they just kept getting COVID stuff. The whole, the whole big 10 did that, whatever. So yeah. Um, he's a good receiver though. Yeah. I just don't think he can be a number one. On I don't a, think so on... either, but I think where he's falling in drafts will help him. Yeah. And he can get, and he might be the Justin Jefferson type of guy. Cause he's on a good team. And he could, and he can play with a good quarterback, unlike maybe Chase or I mean Smith. He did he did play for Minnesota? So uh, Kirk Cousins could throw the ball. You know, he can sling the rock a little bit. All right, number ten, Kenneth Gainwell, running back out of Memphis. He also opted out of twenty twenty in twenty nineteen. He played over Antonio Gibson, made Antonio Gibson go out playing the slot. And Keone, let's hear what you have to say. Well. As I've said multiple times before, and like, unfortunately, he didn't get a chance or he didn't. He opted out this year, past year. So otherwise, I think he might be higher. But the year before, he had 51 catches, which is stupid. Like that's um, and nearly 1500 yards on the ground with four, over 2000 total. So that's like, I think, better than a lot of the running backs did this season. I mean, obviously, there were certain circumstances this season, but I think him being opted out sort of hurt his chances or made it not necessarily hurt his chances, but made him fall farther this season. So it would have been nice to see what he was able to do this season, but mm-hmm. pass catching running back. And for it. me, this guy's explosive. Uh, I, I like everything about him. And I, this is, I mean, he made Antonio Gibson be a guy you didn't hear about until the combine. <laughs> this guy was that dominant. Yeah. All right. And Memphis is a good college. I know it's not like a, you know, big school, but it's a good college. It has good football. This guy is going to exceed. I mean, Tony Power went there. He, I mean, you know, he's Zeke's front backup, but he plays well. 
until Gibson plays well, this guy is going to play well as well. Yeah. And I think he might be a third rounder. Yeah. I think he's system dependent. He's a good one cut player. He sees the holes and he hits it. He's fast, but he doesn't have breakaway speed. I mean, a few things need to develop around him for him to succeed. He's not like the alpha, can't make make plays on his own necessarily. He kind of needs it set up and then he can make the play. But yeah, go. I mean, he's going to go in the third round or so, like Ryan said. He can go to a really good team that can set him up to succeed. And like Keone said, that's why I sent him to you first. Yeah. Catch, pass catching running back. Just go to the Saints and have two uh, Alvin Kamara esque type players. Yes. Yeah. All right. Number 11 on our list Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver out of LSU. This man is a deep threat. He has a great release off the line when he's not impressed, but the defense has to respect his deep ball so they don't play him in press a lot. He has kind of a limited route tree, but again, it's college compared to the NFL. Maybe he wasn't asked to run all of those routes, but he he does run good, clean routes. Um, He was the third wide receiver behind Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase in 2019. He kind of got to stand out on his own in 2020, but the LSU team wasn't as good. He still played well, scored 10 touchdowns. The knock on him is he drops the ball. He can, he can track the ball. He can go up and get it, but he does not come down with it. He had 15 uh, drop passes in the last two seasons. It's something to keep an eye on. No, you're right. Uh, the one thing I like about him is a 6'2". And everyone else is, is he actually six two? No, he's really he's no, like I know, I know. ten or whatever he is. I was I was he's, making fun of Rashad. Right. <laughs> he is he is a deep threat, uh, touchdown guy. I mean, that ten touchdowns was in seven games. He also had seven hundred thirty one yeah. yards. Um, the again, the thing I like about him is that he might be a later first round guy, and if he gets to go with the pay or, or with the Packers or even with the Ravens, he might be a guy that's a true deep threat that can get these deep touchdowns. I I, I kind of like him. I like his value. I, I like that Packers kind of idea. Cause I was thinking, cause in the we past, can we not, the Packers don't draft a wide receiver in the first round. Don't get Boy, your hopes up. Everyone. I'm just, don't do hey, it. Hey, hey. it's not going to happen, <laughs> but man just, can wish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, what I mean by that is, and you mentioned um, the other players he was playing with in uh, 2019. And in these past two years, he's caught over 10 touchdowns or caught double digit touchdowns. So even with that yeah. crowded wide receiver field, he can still get double digit touchdowns, which is really impressive feat, especially for a wide receiver three. So that's why I was saying the Packers, because he can go in there, but from a fantasy perspective, he can still get you touchdowns and be solid and he averaged over 100 yards per game this past season even mm-hmm. though it was only seven games and the team wasn't yeah. as good you are right about that yeah. he didn't he did bow out early because well he knew he wasn't gonna win so yeah. understandable yeah he scored more touchdowns as the wide receiver three than he did but he played more games in 2019 all right last on our list but certainly not least justin fields quarterback out of ohio state this man is a grinder. I mean, you'll see him go downfield, picking up blocks for his running backs just to get an extra few yards. He's super athletic. He has the ability to tuck the ball and run. He's he's just really fast. He's also a really, really good deep ball passer and just seems to know where to place the ball on, on passes down the field. He'll... The knocks on him is he'll sometimes stay on his read on his first read too long, or he'll stare down his first read, or he'll only make that one read and then take off running. He's not great whenever teams blitz against him, but if he can't, if he can stay calm and just make the reads, he's a really, really good quarterback. And I want to say something that was also their offense a little bit that he did have to like stay on those longer reads. If they were giving him quicker, easier stuff, like how some of these other offense spread offenses do, I don't think you would have this problem. I just think that had to do with some of the the offenses that they were going deeper downfield, making longer possessions. I think I think the difference is, the is, but. is at that point you have you can't just stare at the one guy. That's what I'm saying. He just would stare at that one guy. You have to check your other reads because there are other routes out there. There's not just that one deep route on the field. You gotta you gotta check other places. And he 
he would he would show it at times where he would check um go through his progressions really well but sometimes he just seems to get frazzled and like i said not stay calm but if you could stay calm good quarterback and his rushing ability is what really brings him up into this first round for me is that that's when he needs to hit the ding <laughs> uh i mean the year before he had 10 touchdowns over almost 500 yards last year in a shortened season, five touchdowns and almost 400 yards. His rushing ability, he's strong, physical. He has heart. I, if he can go to the right team, uh, I think he'll be fancy relevant this year. There's a possibility if he goes to the wrong team. We don't hear about him at all. Uh, but if he goes to the right team, he can be fancy relevant streamer this year yeah because i mean in certain uh certain people you know i mean this is a really long like people people take uh spread the draft out as much as they can but i've heard people say they'd rather take him instead of trevor lawrence in certain in certain certain state certain circumstances uh, <laughs> um but he does like we've said he does have that kind of dual threat aspect to him where he can pass the ball but also run the ball and finding a team that can protect him is super important because as we've seen, that really can make the difference. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is not good in the pocket and you saw how that, that worked in like the playoffs and it's just, you can be so good, but if you're not good in that pocket and you kind of break down under any kind of pressure, then that's something that can ruin your team. So as long as he works on that, and or finds a team that can protect him very very well then he should have a really good chance of being a very successful quarterback and making a pretty immediate impact yeah i like it all right let's run down the list real quick number one we had jamar chase two Najee harris kyle pitts Devonte smith travis Etienne, jalen waddle at six trevor lawrence javante williams rashad bateman kenneth gainwell Terrence Marshall and number 12, Justin Fields. And on the next episode, we're going to be going over how much does the landing spot where they actually land in the NFL? How much does that change our opinions and how we see these players? So um, I guess that'll do it for today's podcast. Do you guys have any plugs? Uh, Daydreamer media. Daydreamer media. Check out our boy Aaron's articles comes out every Friday. Uh, he's last really week, been dropping some fire. Yeah, last week he had a free agency winners. Uh, this coming up Friday, he'll do the first round of the NFL draft recap, what he thinks about where players have landed, stuff like that. Follow us on Twitter at FF Daydreamers. Follow us on Instagram at day underscore dreamer media. Keone plugged it, daydreamermedia.com. You guys can find everything about us over there. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out. Tell a friend. And remember, always stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.